Hello, true crime addicts. I'm Taylor. And I'm Kara. And this is A Latte Murder, a podcast where we have no idea what we're doing. But we continue to do it anyway. Grab a cup of caffeine. And join us for A Latte Fun. Here we go. Hello. My God, it's been forever. <laughs> We don't know how to do this anymore. It's been so long. I know. I feel like (laughs) I have so many life updates and so many, like, things going on. I don't know. Well, not. Yeah. So much has happened. Yep. It's crazy. Nothing's happened to me. (laughs) Same. You're on a vacation. Yeah. Just hiking. Yeah, but vacation. Yeah. (laughs) You got away from your husband. Vacation. (laughs) That's exactly. And my... My animals. You can say whatever you want because My John children. will never listen to this. So you can Hi. trash talk him. John. But to be fair, John's leaving me for vacation too. Oh, man. You guys got married and then you just leave each other? Yeah, we're never home at the same time. A bird just flew by your window. That's Mark the- Kara's house. I know. <laughs> Tell him about your house. It's not a house. It is. It's a house. Yeah, I mean, but I don't like own it. But it's a house. It's, I mean. It's a townhouse. Yeah, but it's not. When I think of house, I think of, like, not connected to other houses, you know? No. <laughs> like, I'm connected to. That's just your definition. No, when I think house, I think you own the property, you mm-hmm. own the yard, you mow the own, you mow your own yard, mm-hmm. you take care of it. But then what would you, call, you wouldn't call this an apartment? I mean, I mean, when I. Like, when I talk about it, I, I say my house. Yes. Yeah, and people are like, what are you doing same. today? It's like, oh, I got to go home and clean my house. Because I guess technically okay. it's a house. Nice. Exactly. <laughs> Get the hair out of my face. <laughs> put no, my banana no one can on see you, head. but that was really funny. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, it was hitting the wall behind me, so I did move it. But, uh, yeah, so lots of updates. Yes. I finished salem's lot yay finally what everyone was waiting for that's what everyone was waiting. <laughs> everyone's now, like now you when can turn off now i can turn off the episode yeah <laughs> never listen again update i finally finished salem's lot and did you like it i did i'm i'm kind of confused mm-hmm. on what i texted you about i won't say it in case yeah. anyone reads it but like but that it's doesn't stephen make, king so but doesn't that doesn't really, make sense to me it, i mean a lot of his things don't make sense i think but like i'm <laughs> It's not logical. But it would be logical for me to think that, though, right? Yeah. No, yeah, I'm saying his story is not logical. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Right, so I finished Salem's Lot. Yes. That's the biggest life update. (laughs) Obviously. Um, Not your other stuff happening. I moved. So I'm in, like, week three or four, I can't remember. I think it's, like, week three. Three, I think. Of my... House slash apartment. <laughs> it's a house. With my doggie, who's mm-hmm. not here. If she was here, we would never get this done. Yeah. Because she's you a, just hear nose. She's a demon. On microphone she's the whole time. Demon. Um I have three weeks left of school. What'd you get in the mail? I I was getting there. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna forget. Oh. It's right there. Oh wow. And I got my, finally got my <laughs> degree in the mail Whoa! for my forensic psychology master's. Nice. So You have a master's degree. I do. And in three weeks, I'll have another one. Yeah. <laughs> See, look, Yay so me. much happening. 
so much happening. You have oh, more degrees than me. And I, I do. And I you a, always will because I'm not getting any I more. I have an associate's degree, a yep. bachelor's degree, and I'll have two master's degree. And probably in about six years or seven years, I'll yeah. have a PhD. She cares a lot smarter than me. No, that's no. <laughs> I'm just, School I'm does not equal smart. Masters. No, see, it. a lot of people would think that was smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, but then you say all yours, and they're like, "No, that's smart." No, you know who's really smart? The people who only go to college for four years yeah. or two years, <laughs> and then get a well-paying and job they're after. done. <laughs> yeah, those people are smart. The business people. Yes, the business degrees. They're the smart ones. And I started my full-time job that I'll have in four weeks, mm-hmm. part-time. Yeah, <laughs> a few weeks ago as well. That you love doing. I do love it. <laughs> I do. Except I was up at 3 o'clock this morning. Yeah. She has to work 4 a.m. shifts. I worked at 4 a.m. this morning. Yeah. And then I get off at noon and it's like, I feel like I should, I only have like a few hours and I got to go to bed. Mm-hmm. No, I have the whole day. Now you're with me. It's only 4 o'clock. <laughs> I've been up 13 hours already. Wow. Wow. We're back where it's a Friday. So we're back to yeah. a Friday recording after so many weeks of not recording yeah. a lot has happened <laughs> yeah not for me though well i mean i one i of mean the reason- not not I, in a bad way <laughs> it's i mean not a bad thing no it's not <laughs> boring is good yeah i'm like, fine when my clients come in safe. and i'm like oh what's going on this week they're like nothing just went to school and i'm like you know what <laughs> i will accept that yeah that's, that's a good great thing. oh i do have an update what are you pregnant <laughs> No, I the one day I like texted my sisters that I wanted to talk to them, and I was like, "Oh, can I Facetime you guys?" So I, I Facetime to show them your pregnancy belly. Yeah, I Facetime my one sister, and both of them are just in the camera, like staring me down. And I'm, they're like, "I'm like, what?" They're like, "Are you pregnant?" And I was like, "No," and they're like, "Then why'd you call us?" I'm like, "You're not allowed to talk to your sister unless you're pregnant." I just wanted to say Happy Easter. Oh my god, oh my god. You're not allowed to call them unless you're pregnant. Exactly. You're not allowed to talk to them. No. I hit my mic. Be in the same room as them. I'm not going to get pregnant anytime soon, family. (laughs) Next week. Well, (laughs) I'm pregnant. Um, Yeah, no, not anytime soon. That wasn't what I was going to say, though. I got a Peloton. You did. (laughs) That's my biggest life update. That's a good life update. Yeah, and I didn't buy it because i'm poor um my parents got it for me wow and john i know i feel very privileged and i'm very lucky but thanks mom and dad but it was like a wedding gift. it was our yeah it was our wedding gift and my birthday is coming up in a few weeks so they said it was my our wedding gift and then my birthday gift so and i also know that that's a lot of money so don't don't judge (laughs) judge me (laughs) For having a Peloton. <laughs> no, you were getting a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, so I've been riding that like every almost every day. I haven't ridden today though. Wow. So I, we just ate a big lunch. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'll probably I probably won't do it today just because I tried to take two days off out of the week, and last week I took Friday and Saturday, so maybe I'll take Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Just do yoga or something. Yeah. But yeah, so I've done that, trying to get my life together. That's cleared up my acne. That's so Which nice. is weird. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but yeah, my acne's gotten a lot better. Isn't and it like amazing the science behind like what exercise does to your mental I state? I know. It's crazy. It's so weird. And it's like, I didn't really think, I was like, oh, like I should exercise, but basically just to like lose weight. Like that was my main goal. 
But now I'm like, oh, wow, it's helping yeah. other things. <laughs> Those endorphins, you yeah. know, up in your brain. Yeah. Those so. happy emotions. Happy. So now. Some dopamine and serotonin going. Mm-hmm. That dope. Yeah. And like, so Peloton also has an app that has other classes like strength and I've seen uh, the commercials. yoga. Yeah. I've seen so the commercials. If anyone. They're wa- everywhere. I think it's like, if you don't have a Peloton bike, I think it's like 10 or $12 a month, which is still a lot, but their classes, I like their classes a lot. Yeah. So if anyone's interested add me on peloton <laughs> you should also uh do uh if you got an orange theory fitness around no <laughs> you should go there i that is for the people living the high life <laughs> shameless theory. plug yeah <laughs> oh kara wonder where kara works <laughs> <laughs> i don't know don't know <laughs> no yeah orange theory is cool i would go there if i if i could if there was one near me I'd think about it more, but there's not. Yeah, but then you would have to buy from me <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I could get some commission. <laughs> You're like, I need the my hometown. <laughs> Insert my hometown here. One. <laughs> Even though I'll buy it here. Even though I'll buy the one here. Yeah. Well, the one that I work at can just be technically your hometown studio. But you can go mm-hmm. to any Orange Theory ever. If you have a membership. Yeah. So, like, if you go to Las Vegas and you're an Orange Mm. Theory member, you can go to Las Vegas' Orange Theory. You just have to sign up on your app and then just sign a waiver in their studio and then you can work out. That's nice. Yeah. I don't travel much, but... Well, if you traveled for a job. (laughs) No, yeah, it is good for people that are traveling. Yeah. That want a workout class. Because I'm the person that works out better if I take a class. And that's why I wanted, like, a Peloton or something like that so I could take a class and i did like fit on is a good app you showed me yeah i do like that they have like free class like most of i've only done free ones i never paid for it and those are classes for different things so yeah i'm very like motivated by taking like then it's like a scheduled time yeah i have to do what they say and i'm not just like lifting weights on my own or whatever it is yeah because i'm very unmotivated when i lift on my own (laughs) i know i'm like i could give up now right (laughs) i'm feeling a little or like when i'm in class like in class the other day we had to do 90 seconds of burpees which in my head i'm like oh that doesn't sound bad yeah it's like that's only a minute and a half until one of our coaches went okay guys one more minute and i'm like what the fuck it's only been 30 seconds i'm dying yeah burpees suck yeah but they were like the push-up burpees what's it i don't thought i only knew of push-up burpees what are the other ones well you don't do a push-up oh you just like plank yeah. Oh. But you're doing some push-ups. I thought that. I thought and at one point, And at one point, that. I stopped just hopping back and started just walking my feet back and jumping. <laughs> yeah, towards the, the end. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing those in soccer and I would not be able to do yeah. that. Yeah. coach was like, 45 seconds. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you're like, no. Like, I'm done. I'm like, it's only been 45 <laughs> seconds. I have another 45 yeah. seconds. That I know. sucks. That's... I always do that. Like in in any class I'm taking, I see the timer counting down. I'm like, oh my god! Oh my. I try not to look when I'm on the treads. Like the treads yeah. are my favorite because mm-hmm. I like to run. Yeah. And like when they go, okay, we're gonna do a, I don't know, a two minute push. Mm-hmm. Which if you don't know, like 
going If you don't faster. know Orange Theory speak, <laughs> push, I don't. Push is like your middle speed. So you like oh. you have your base, and then you have your push, and then you have your all out, which is like your sprint. Oh, I, I would think a push is like fast. No, all out is like your sprint. Oh. So like when they're like, okay, we're going to do a, a two-minute push, mm-hmm. I'm like, don't look at the time on the treadmill. Don't look at the time on the treadmill. Don't look at the time on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like be able to not look at it because <laughs> I just am like, I need to see how much, how much time. <laughs> yeah, I definitely look at the time. I am trying to shave off five minutes off my 5K time. Oh, yeah, you're saying that. That's yeah. my that's outside good. 5K time. Yeah. I don't really count. Those. I like outside ones better. Yeah, and they're harder because, like, there are hills. Mm-hmm. I think it so, motivated, like, I liked, I ran cross-country in high school for anyone that doesn't know, but. Oh, my God, I totally forgot you ran cross-country. Kara <laughs> like, didn't know. That's like. And she went to high school with I me. totally <laughs> forgot. In my defense, I wasn't there the year yeah. you ran cross-country. I started senior year. I had graduated. Which I should have done it all four years, honestly. But why? Because the sport we played sucked. <laughs> yeah, soccer <laughs> sucked. I love soccer, but no, I, I hate but... playing for the team we played for. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. I Except our indoor team. Yeah, our indoor team was fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just not an aggressive person, oh. so like I didn't like being physical with other people. So that's why I should have just done cross country because it's oh, not. I in loved there. indoor because you can use the yeah. wall. <laughs> yeah, because I am Smash an aggressive <laughs> I remember I got a yellow card, and our coach was like, yeah, Taylor, yellow card. I'm like, but yeah, so what were you talking about? Cross country. Yeah, running. I like running outside better because I feel like I go faster, actually, like having to go around and like if you're in the woods or something. You're like, oh, no. Or up a hill. I was like running, not in the woods, but like that park that we Don't run in the woods alone. No. Do not. Don't do it. But, like, you know how the park that's in our hometown, mm-hmm. that's got, like, the woods, but there are, like, trails? Yeah, yeah where that's you, where I Where ran. you practice yeah. cross-country, yeah. I was, like, running there one day in daylight, just, like, running, listening to My Favorite Murder, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, who is going to jump out at me and kill me? Because I was, like, bushes. running, I'm like, if someone were to come, like, I like your hand motion, thank you. you know? <laughs> I'm jogging. Jogging with her hand. Um, I was just like running, and why do I keep doing that? <laughs> I don't know. Because it looks like you're fast walking, like an old lady that has like the weights in her hands. That <laughs> not that you can't have weights in your hand if you're young. I'm just gonna not tell my story. Okay, go. No. You're jogging. Was my favorite yeah. murder in the oh, world. I was jogging, and I thought if something were to happen, where would I go? Yeah. It further into the woods, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fine. Uh, yeah, that's why I didn't ever run alone. Kara, you could have died. Oh, I always run alone. <laughs> Let me tell you Kara where I live. Kara doesn't listen to the advice she gives others. Let me tell you where I live and where I run alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, this where, is my path. I take it Where every I'll night. be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, every night at, at this night. time. <laughs> I don't run at night. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah. I wish. Sometimes I wish I could run you at night. You walk your dog at night. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? I bring pepper spray. <laughs> it's fine you bring a freaking battering ram or something taylor was like are you gonna be nervous living alone and i was like no not at all what about someone knocks on your door in the middle of the night not that's gonna, not scary i'm not gonna answer it what about if they keep banging it's scary gonna, you'd be scared i'm not gonna answer it well obviously <laughs> i would hope not i'll just pretend like i'm not here okay I know, I'm just saying scary things happen. 
watch that's gonna happen to me tonight because i'm alone you're manifesting it yeah oh no i'm just gonna drive to your house now just bang oh on gosh, your door don't. i will call the cops <laughs> i will for real i'll call my my in-laws next door <laughs> yeah right next door that's like what gets me you're like yeah, I'm, I'm scared when john's gone i'm like your in-laws are literally 20 yards away from i know you. but what are they gonna do what about their sleeping they're not gonna wake up well if someone's banging on your front door crawl out your bedroom window then then what about they're faster than me they're not gonna know if they're banging on your no if they're banging on your front door yeah they're not gonna be near your bedroom window what about if there's two of them there's not (laughs) there's not not. just go trust me seems like you're trying to get me kidnapped karen you're you're working with someone uh, don't no. worry about it oh my gosh all right no, but really don't run alone i <laughs> know don't run don't alone. don't run alone don't run especially in the woods alone or at no. night no when i run like alone i run in the morning mm-hmm. around like the last time i ran outside was last week and it was in my parents neighborhood yeah with sidewalks in yeah. broad daylight that's that's different because yeah I feel better about that. But that ha- I did that in my parents' neighborhood. The dog freaking chased me down. <laughs> so don't- <laughs> Did you run faster? <laughs> well, no, I actually, like, I'm not afraid of dogs, typically. So I literally stopped because... That's what you're supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, like, because you're not supposed gr- to run. Because- I learned that in Girl Scouts. Yeah, <laughs> I learned it in teaching kindergartners <laughs> safety. But, yeah, so you're supposed to stand there. But the lady that's dog was was, like telling me to run i'm like that's not good if they're telling you to run she's like run run i'm like no so the dog got to it was on a leash but it pulled away from its owner it got to my feet and started and i was just standing still started sniffing at my feet and then the lady got the leash and then i ran so i'm like it's good because well because it would have just chased you and got exactly away from and then it would just attacked me or something yeah, so that's other- not what I'm scared of when I run, like getting chased by a dog, even though I like dogs. <laughs> I just, oh, yeah, I it's don't fine. Know. It's fine. It's if fine. my dogs chase a runner, they'll just want to lick you. <laughs> but even Mika would just want to play. Yeah. But even like here where I live now, there's that neighborhood that's like over here with sidewalks mm-hmm. that I would feel okay running. In. Yeah. And I would feel okay. I, people run in in my complex all the time. No, yeah. It looks, this would be, it's yeah. not like traffic, like heavily trafficked. No. Trafficked. 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 say that? Well, I'm in a nice spot because I'm in like the corner. Mm-hmm. Like the only people who are going to come around my house are the people who live back here. Yeah. Like it's not like people are passing to like get their mail or mm-hmm. take their garbage out or anything yeah. like that. So. Very good. Yes. All right. We should start. Why? Because we're almost 20 minutes in. Okay. Well, I listened to the new My Favorite Murder episode because I decided <laughs> just to start where they were and try yeah. not to catch up. And um, they didn't even start talking until like an hour in. So. <laughs> an hour i know but people don't like us as much as them they just like kept talking (laughs) that's us we get it we get you karen and georgia we just we get you we should just make a second podcast where we just don't shut up we just talk no one would listen no no one listens to this why can't we just talk (laughs) without recording so i don't have to edit it (laughs) we don't have to yeah that's true I can go on a website. It's just conversations with Taylor and Kara. <laughs> Stupid stuff. Not edited. Not uncut version. <laughs> Imagine. 
My nose is itchy. Can you imagine if we recorded every conversation we've ever had? I'd be worried. Yeah. Get implicated for crimes or something. (laughs) Like how you just did us right now. (laughs) Yeah. Garrett told me there's something in her closet. Police. (laughs) I swear if a cop shows up at my door. Let let me check your closet, ma'am. Like, do you have a search warrant? (laughs) At least we know he listens. Be like, sir, thank you, but also, do you have a warrant? Yeah. Are you a fan? You want me to sign something? Yeah. You want me to sign your uniform? I'll sign your badge. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, you still have coffee left? Yeah. Oh, I what? ordered this at 1228. Yeah. And I am, I finished like two hours ago, probably. My brother thinks that's so gross. Like, I had a ice caramel macchiato a couple weeks ago. And it, the ice was melted, and my brother could see the timestamp, and it was from like five hours ago. And he's like, "That's disgusting." Why? Because I had clients, and I can't. Pull no, my I'm mask saying, down. why is it disgusting? I don't know. Just coffee. He it's thought, not like it's been sitting out for days. I don't know. He thought it was gross, but it's like I can't take it's my not, mask down and drink in the middle of clients. Yeah, you know? and it's not like it gets like gross. Like the milk doesn't get gross in that amount of time. Well, my brother's a freak, so freak, freak. He ain't yeah, going. You a freak. freak. <laughs> All right. I think that's all the updates. updates. Yeah. Did I mention I finished Salem's Lot? I'm very proud. <laughs> yeah. I'm not proud of my master's degree. No. I'm proud that I finished. Did, do you like how I displayed it next to all my true crime books? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. There was, I went to the bookstore and I went to the true crime section and I already had like five books in my hand. Why didn't you invite me to the bookstore? It was in between my, I was on rotation. I don't care. It was at my lunch break. I don't care. In, in, I was in the town. In, far away from here. <laughs> so you wouldn't be able to spell it and no one will know. <laughs> well, um, no, I was there and during my lunch break, I went to a bookstore. And I already had like five books in my hand and I went to the true crime section. And one, there is a book that someone wrote about Maura Murray. Nice. Her whole case, like, I forget what the book is called. I put added it to my Amazon cart because I didn't end up buying it. But it's like how it's like how I got obsessed with the disappearance of Maura Murray. So it's like it's like that'd be interesting to read to see if we if there's like anything yeah. that author uncovered. Is it the same author that I talked about from the documentary? Maybe I don't. I James don't remember. Renner. I don't know. I'd have oh, to look. Wow. I'd have to look at my Amazon cart. I mean, you don't. It's, you don't have to. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then. What was the other one? There was another one that looked really good. I don't remember. Oh, speaking of like bookstores, mm-hmm. it's not a bookstore, but next to the place where I picked up our food, they mm-hmm. have a record store. Ooh, should... I have records in my my cart too. Yeah, we should go to the record store one day. Okay. Okay. I like saw it when I was out with my mom because in the same plaza, there's like a bunch of stuff. There's like a post office and there's a Marks and then mm-hmm. there's a Chinese place and then there's... <laughs> A post office, and nice. then there's a Home Goods, and a then lot there's of- a record store, and I'm like, wow, what a plethora of <laughs> random businesses <laughs> all mixed together. Yeah, that's fun. I I haven't been to like just a record store. Yeah, it's I've only really been cool. To like bookstores that have it, and where is my list? I do live really close to Barn or yeah, Barnes and Nobles now. I love Barnes. I know we need to go, but no, you have plans tonight with your parents. 
<laughs> you had plans too. You just want to hang out with me because your plans fell through. You well, I have, I have other plans that I had. <laughs> I had three different plans. Yes, <laughs> and I'm your last. No. Whatever. Well, we were. We had plans. Whatever. I have it. James Renner. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. It's called True Crime Addict. How I lost myself in the mysterious disappearance of Maura Murray. Yeah, her family hates him, so I hope you feel good when I didn't buy it. You read the author that the family of the girl who's disappeared hates. <laughs> Alright, well now I won't. I'm glad you told me, but I'd... good thing I didn't buy it. There you go. But there's other ones. There you go. Alright, Kara, what are we doing this week? So, because we live in the lovely state of Ohio, Ooh. I wanted to do an Ohio killer. So I picked, he's got a bunch, he or she, we don't know who it is, but I'm like 99.9% <laughs> sure it's a guy. So I picked the Cleveland Torso Killer. He was also known as the Kingsbury Run Murders. Mm-hmm. And he's also what, the Butcher of something? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't read the Butcher one. I read Cleveland Torso Murderer, Torso Killings, Kingsbury Run Killings. That's all I have um, for. He's also known as the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run. Mm. But basically, I think it's it's more famously known as the Cleveland Torso Murderer. Mm-hmm. So I picked still him. Still unknown. Yeah, still unknown. I picked him because, or or her, but I'm... Them. It's a, <laughs> them. I picked them because we live in Ohio. Yes. And I wanted to do something... Like, we did a a cold case last time of you know of more murray and we've mm-hmm. done like cold cases but <clears throat> i wanted to do i don't think we did one where we don't know who the killer is right hmm lizzie borden okay but that was like we know it yeah was lizzie we know borden. but it like there's like this is the one that really doesn't have that many good suspects mm-hmm. for it like lizzie borden obviously there's good suspects yeah suspect specifically but yeah i think this is the only one it's a little different yeah. a little different than others yeah so basically what we we're going to talk about the the actual killings mm-hmm. because we can't talk about who did it right and little i only have like a little bit of investigation but it's hard to know because they were so long yeah. ago. yeah <laughs> and i will say this like disclaimer is yes. if it's very graphic because mm-hmm. The killings and the dismemberments of the bodies were really graphic. So if that's something that bothers you. Yeah, I, I would stop. I would yeah. not even listen to this episode. Yeah. Because as I was typing it out, I texted Taylor and I was like, we need to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's really awful. Yeah. Like there's this, whoever this is, dismembered bodies. So that's how we have to, to describe what they found. Yeah. So... Beware. Yeah. Stop now. You could just Stop it. have listened to us ramble for the first 20 minutes and then... Stop now. Now you don't have to listen to the case. <laughs> Stop now. Stop now. Skip to next week's episode. Yeah. That won't be up yet. Yeah, that we have no idea what it is. Or go to last week if you haven't listened to more Murray's case because we liked that one That's a lot. A good episode. And I think that one has like our second most downloads... I like our Titanic episode, too. Yeah, Titanic for conspiracy. If you like just, like, listening about a certain serial killer, we got Son of Sam. We got... Don't listen to our first episode. It's not (laughs) Not the first episode. We have Andre Chikatilo. That's our second episode. 
I don't know which other ones we've done. Oh, Juana Braza. You mean the Let's... one that came up to Cleveland? And <laughs> <laughs> We're like, maybe Juana Braza did these. <laughs> she came from, she traveled backwards in time yeah. to the 30s. <laughs> Flew yeah. up to Cleveland. Were, were airplanes invented in the 30s? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When did the Wright brothers fly? I don't know. <laughs> we need we need like an Alexa in here. Where is she? She's Alexa. There. When was the airplane invented? Nineteen oh four, she said? Alexa. When were airplanes invented? Hey Siri. When were airplanes invented? The answer I found was December 1st, 1903. 1903. 1903. So they were around. Okay, good. We're <laughs> so like, like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I have two master's degrees. <laughs> yeah. Talking about all your degrees. and I, When was the airplane, airplane invented? invented. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, didn't well. you go to Dayton? Yes. Liars? <laughs> yep, the Wright brothers <laughs> were there. <laughs> I've been to the Air Force Museum. Wow. So you should have known that more than me. I hate I flying. So Oh, I don't mind it. Oh, I hate it. But that doesn't mean everyone that flies an airplane doesn't know when airplanes were invented. Yes, they do. <laughs> now. They ask you that. You If you get it wrong, you're not allowed to fly. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. All right. Go. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, if you don't like dismemberments or mm-hmm. that really bothers you hearing about it, I would stop. So my sources are www.clevelandpolicemuseum.org. <laughs> what? I like that you put the www. <laughs> like that's not implied anymore. No one ever says that. <laughs> HTTPS colon backslash backslash <laughs> www. <laughs> I know, that's like, who says www Because that's like the only thing it can be. What other things could it be? No one even types that in anymore. Leave me alone. <laughs> org backslash collections backslash torso dash murders backslash. <laughs> we'll just put the links in the description. <laughs> and then com. There is no www dot before it. No. It's not on the World Wide Web, no. that one. Kara <laughs> <laughs> didn't know what it meant. <laughs> I think so. Kara <laughs> had two master's degrees. <laughs> oh my gosh. What do you think it meant? <laughs> It was just there for the heck of it. (laughs) Garrett's crying. You have to get all this out. (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) Garrett literally has tears falling from her eyes. (laughs) Get it together. Get it together, woman. I didn't know that's what that meant. (laughs) That could make me cry from laughing. Oh my god. I was trying not to make it obvious that I didn't know that, but I like gasped really loud. (laughs) You're like, your eyes just got really wide. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) It's just, 
You're not your book smart. <laughs> not common sense smart. <laughs> well, if any of you didn't know, www equals no, worldwide web. <laughs> I think. I mean, I could I could be wrong, but it would make sense. What? <laughs> My hair is like gonna go in the socket when we catch on fire. Is that a thing? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Pull it together. I'm stupid. <laughs> you're not. So dumb. <laughs> No, you're not. <laughs> you can keep that in because that's actually really I know. <laughs> I wish it was, like, recorded, your face. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, my sources are also all from World Wide Web. Uh, Case Western Reserve Encyclopedia of Cleveland History. Did you use that one? Did you put that? No. Wait. www. <laughs> Cleveland Police Museum. No, well, I use that one too. So I actually backslash collections <laughs> backslash torso dash murders backslash. Yes, I use that one, but I just wrote it out because I implied that the websites would be inferred. So <laughs> did I say that right? And then Wikipedia. Easy peasy. <laughs> oh, you're right. It does mean World Wide Web. <laughs> I just looked it up. <laughs> I was right. Wow. 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 I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're smart. I'm stupid. Oh, burping again. All right. Background? Background. All right. <laughs> so, between 1935 and 1938, a serial killer murdered and dismembered at least 12 victims. Some people say 13. Mm-hmm. So, it's either 12 or 13 victims. I don't know how you don't know, but okay. Well, because there's victim mm-hmm. number zero they have. That's true. As one that they didn't think was associated until, like, later. That's what I think. Is. That's true. So what if they would have found another one? It'd be victim negative one. <laughs> I guess. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Um, all of the victims were decapitated, and most of them were decapitated while they were still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, only two victims were positively identified. The killer is still unknown, but researchers think that they have, like, a pretty good idea of who it was. Um, so during – just a little background on um, Cleveland, Ohio, during this time. So during the 1930s, Cleveland, Ohio was on a rise. Um, the population continued to grow because it became a melting pot of laborers that were needed to support the steel and manufacturing base. Despite the Great Depression, people were starting to get back on their feet again, Um so that's just a little bit of background about Cleveland. Um, this killer is known as one of the most prolific and gruesome serial killers of all time, which is interesting because I didn't hear about this case until like last year. Yeah, no one knows. Like I even told my mom, who's a huge true crime fan, and she was like, oh, I've never heard of that. And I, and We live in Ohio. Yeah, and she specifically looked up Ohio ones because she, you know, yeah. you want to learn about stuff in the area. But yeah, she yeah. didn't know about it either. I didn't either. And um, this person is a pretty gruesome serial killer, so I'm mm-hmm. surprised he isn't well-known. Mm-hmm. Um, so, safety director Elliot Ness claimed to have solved the case, but there was no suspect that was identified and no one was actually brought to trial for it. Mm-hmm. And it became the biggest police investigation in Cleveland history. Yeah. So. And most of these, well, all of these, the bodies were found on in or near Kingsbury Run, which is, like, where the... Some of the names come from, like the Kingsbury Run killer and stuff, um, which I'm not sure where that is exactly. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I don't sure. really know much about Cleveland, but it was supposedly dark, dreary, and dangerous. 
a lot of like people at higher socioeconomic status didn't go there much because of the reputation and um people of a lower economic status lived in a place called hobo jungle which is where they believe a lot of the victims were from or lived it was a lot of transient people that like hop trains and mm-hmm. went there and left often so no one's really sure like who's living there at what time right and they also was a place called the roaring third which was right near there that included bars brothels flop houses and gambling dens yep so not like the best area yeah um we have the same source most of this time yeah so. <laughs> trying to see if there's anything different no yeah that's all i had that was not mentioned yet. Yeah. So basically, Kingsbury Run is not the most fantastic place mm-hmm. to be in the 1930s in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how it is now. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know if it still exists. I have no idea. I don't know. I wonder if it's called something different. Yeah, maybe. What if it's like exactly where like the queue is? <laughs> they built it. In progressive <laughs> field. They're like, oh yeah, this is the perfect spot. <laughs> this is the perfect spot to play baseball and basketball yeah. and football. <laughs> and like have Disney on ice and stuff. <laughs> I saw Guns N' Roses at the queue. Oh, really? Yeah. In 2016. I, I only have seen like basketball games and um, like on, I think I saw Disney on ice. Maybe like a Monsters game, like Gary Monsters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I've seen Disney on Ice, and I'm like, yeah, I saw Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I love Disney. <laughs> I love Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Um, anything before I get to the MO? Nope. So what's interesting about these victims is the age, the race, and the sex of all the victims are different. Mm-hmm. So usually we see serial killers are going to kill within their race. Mm-hmm. It's very rare for racial lines to be crossed in killings. Um but we have victims that are in their 20s mm-hmm. to in their 50s. Mm-hmm. Some are women, some are men, some are African-American, some are white. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that there isn't just one exact mm-hmm. gender or race that's yeah. associated with these killings. Yeah, and, and no one really has made a connection between them besides yeah. maybe where they were living. Yeah, just like so. their low socioeconomic status. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think they were all – some of them were sex workers, mm-hmm. but not all of them were. Yeah. I think um, I think one guy was gay, but yeah. like, the rest of them like – Or they assumed he was. Yeah, because like, yeah, it's the 30s. And yeah. That's, you can't <laughs> it's talk a bad about thing it. Yeah. Then, yeah. Um, so there, it's not like, you know – to me, this has a lot of similarities as I was reading it with Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with like not as much. I haven't like watched a doc. I know there's yeah. documentary and stuff, but I am familiar with like the the case. Like yeah, because Jack the Ripper, um, when he was doing whatever he was doing, mm-hmm. um, he killed sex workers. Mm-hmm. Like that was his mo. Yeah, and the reason why I feel like it's so similar to Jack the Ripper is you know we'll talk about this later, but um the the women that he killed were low socio low socioeconomic mm-hmm. status mm-hmm. they were sex workers um all lived in the same area so like all these things take place on Kingsbury run mm-hmm. the, i forget what town and city it took place in in england but um all in the same spot mm-hmm. 
Um, people think that the Cleveland Torso Killer had skills with the knife, so maybe he was a butcher mm-hmm. or some sort of doctor. Yeah, Same doctor. thing with Jack the Ripper. They thought mm-hmm. he was a butcher, so it has a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. It's like the Cleveland Jack the Ripper to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's very... It seems very similar besides, like, the M.O., you know, being more yeah. specific for Jack the Ripper, but, yeah, it's definitely... It's weird. Definitely weird. I feel like this person didn't have a rhyme or reason to why no. they did it. Just, like, probably easy target. They tried yeah. to target whoever they could. They thought yeah. it was the easiest. It's weird. Yeah. So, if you're familiar with the Jack the Ripper case, mm-hmm. as you're listening, just track the similarities because it's really weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um... So anyway, back to Emma, they were typically drifters or people, like we said, from a low socioeconomic status. Um, He usually killed them by decapitation, and sometimes he would do it after tying them up, and then he would severely mutilate the bodies Mm -hmm. post-mortem. He would also sometimes dismember the arms and the legs, remove the organs, and burn the bodies with either oil or some sort of acid. Um... Investigators believed that because the because decapitations are obviously messy, mm-hmm. um, the killer murdered the victims and then carried their bodies to their dump sites and mm-hmm. burned them or whatever he did to them. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, the heads were recovered, uh, making it possible that the killer kept them as a trophy or for some other reason. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry, the heads were not recovered. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but some of them were, too, yes. as well. So, in some cases, the heads were not recovered. Mm-hmm. Which made it possible that the killer kept them. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. And I also noticed just like throughout some, most, most or some of the bodies, I don't know how many out of the thir- 12 to 13, but were drained of blood too. Yeah. Which and that's, like is that's very doctory. Yeah. It's yeah. either interesting because what? I don't even remember. Maybe it, I think it was a TV show and it could have been like Criminal Minds or something, but I know, or it was American Horror or something like. But I know, like, there was a killer that, like, would decapitate and then, like, hang them upside down so their body drained of blood. Oh, my God. What are you watching? I feel like it was Criminal Minds. <laughs> if anyone knows what I'm talking about, let me know. I just remember, like, a scene in my head. Yeah. Oh, and in um that movie. What movie? Um, Was it not Prisoners? Uh, maybe it was Prisoners. I don't know I where no he, idea. like... Has the guy, like, on an angle. What movie's that? Darn it. <laughs> There's, like, I don't know. The I know in the movie, the person, whoever it is, kills, wants to kill this other guy for revenge for some reason. I know oh. Prisoners is like that. But he puts the person in a bed, like, at, <laughs> it's like reverse Trendelenburg if you're medicine, medical people. But that's, like, when your head is, like, down and uh-huh. it's, like, sloped on the table. Yeah. So so their blood would drain. That's in a movie, definitely. Go on. <laughs> the killings. Just want to jump in? Yeah. <laughs> All right. September 1934. A young man finds the lower half of a woman's torso with the thigh still attached, but the legs were amputated at the knees. The torso was washed up on the shores of Lake Erie. Cuyahoga County Coroner A.J. Pierce noted that there was some sort of chemical preservative on the skin, which had turned red, tough, and leathery. A search only found a few other of the body parts. Um, They determined that the woman was in her mid-30s, but the head was never found. She was never identified, and she became known as the Lady of the Lake. It wasn't until two years later that 
this fine would be included in the total number of killings, which is why we have like that weird 12 and 13 mm-hmm. discrepancy. So she became known as victim zero. And so it would be another year before the case actually officially began. Mm-hmm. You want to do next year? Sure. September 1935. So almost exact, well, exactly a year. I don't know dates wise, but exactly a year after Lady of the Lake. Two teenage boys discovered a decapitated and emasculated corpse of a white male at the base of Jackass Hill. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that is. <laughs> um, but it's like, I guess it was where East 49th Street dead ends onto Kingsbury. Um, the body was naked except for a pair of socks and the body was cleaned and drained of blood. So that's the thing. Like, it's pretty hard to drain something of blood. Like, you have to have them like in a certain position for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Like, I don't know, that's, like, means that this person's, like, taking their time, I think, when they have these people and, like, having, they keep them for a while before they dump the body. Uh, But there are also rope burns around both wrists. Coroner Pierce determined the cause of death as decapitation, which is a trend you'll see throughout the victims. Um, Fingerprints identified the victim as Edward Andrazi, who is a 28-year-old white male, um, he did have an arrest record and he was also rumored to be gay. Um, and he was a frequent, um, he frequented the Roaring Third, which was where all those bars and all those things were. Um, so police discovered also there was a second body nearby that was also decapitated and emasculated. And it appeared to be covered with the same chemical as the Lady of the Lake the year prior. This body appeared, um, to be. Like, whoever it was had been deceased for at least a couple weeks, and they believe that body, the second body they found of the this month, um, was a 40-year-old white male, but he was never identified. So, in that month, they found Edward Andrazi and then an unidentified mm-hmm. body. Both males, both emasculated, which is, you know, a little different than the li- the woman. Obviously, she had... She um, had been dismembered, but I don't know. I feel like to emasculate, like, a male is, I don't know, has a deeper meaning, like, in it. If I was, like, if I was the investigator on this case, like, that would be something that I, like, I don't know, thought into more. Yeah. Not good. And it's it's interesting that they connect September 1935 to the Lady of the Lake Mm -hmm. because female. Yeah. Um, totally different mo mm-hmm. like yeah her head was never found mm-hmm. but it doesn't say anywhere that these two white males that were found the following year had their legs cut off mm-hmm. or like like her body was found in the water whereas these ones weren't found in the water you know which could be another thing like yeah. you know that be like oh i'll just dump different. all the bodies in the water yeah yeah so yeah they are different i am surprised they put them together as like thinking Especially about in it the as 30s. The yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So now we're into January of 1936. A woman discovered half of the body of a female that was neatly wrapped in newspaper and packed into half bushel baskets. So again, the disposing of the bodies is completely different. different yeah. The baskets were left alongside the Hart Manufacturing Building on Central Avenue near East 20th Street, which I know I'm throwing out street names. Nobody knows. <laughs> but, but if you live in the Cleveland area, you'll there you know. go. <laughs> Everything except the head was recovered about 10 days later in a vacant lot near Orange Avenue. Uh, the cause of death was decapitation. 
and for some reason the killer waited until rigor mortis set in before disjoining the rest of the body. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what rigor mortis means, it's the changing the body after death that results in the muscles so that the body becomes stiff due to chemical changes in the muscles, mm-hmm. myofibrils. Oh, yeah. There That's you go. the fibers. It's basically the strings in the muscles. There you go. So, rigor mortis helps to estimate the time since the death and if the body has been moved after death. Mm-hmm. So, the fingerprints identified the victim as Florence Bolillo. Um, she was a waitress, barmaid, and a sex worker. At the time of her death, she was living at East 32nd Street in Carnegie, which is on the right edge of the Roaring Third. Mm -hmm. So, again, we have this location connection. Yeah. Yeah, it seems... I mean, back then, obviously, people couldn't travel as they do now. Mm -hmm. So, it makes sense that if it's the same killer, they're going to all be within a certain area because they're not able to, like, just drive, like, some... Like, they are... There's cars and stuff, but they're not as, like, driving all about. You know? Yeah, but at the same time, people are hopping trains yeah. in this town, But, like, too. you can't bring, like, a body on a train. Like, if you... Right, right, You know, like, that's... I don't know. But, yeah. So, they're all all on this. Seems to be connected with Kingsbury, Kingsbury Run and, like, that area. Yeah. All right. And then June 1936, the same year, um, early one morning in Kingsbury Run, two boys discovered a head of a white male... Wrapped in a pair of trousers close to the East 55th Bridge, police found the body of a 20-something-year-old male the next day dumped in front of a nickel plate railroad police building. So it was, like, right in front of a police building, which is interesting, like... That's, like, a taunt, I think. Yeah, like, that's the only reason you would want to dump something there. Mm-hmm. Um, the body was cleaned and drained of blood, as we saw with another one, another victim prior to... Um, the corpse was intact except for the head, and Pierce again, who is the coroner, determined the cause of death was decapitation. In spite of having a set of p- fingerprints, and this uh, victim also had tattoos, which weren't as common as they are today, so right. it stood out to them. They were unable to identify the victim. Um, a plaster reproduction of the man's head, along with a diagram of the type and location of the tattoos, were made. Um, and put on display at the Great Lakes Exposition in 1936. Over 100,000 people saw this, and it was called the Death Mask and the Tattoo Chart of the Tattooed Man Who Was Never Identified. That just seems weird to me. Yeah. When I wrote that, I said, okay, this next part is weird. Yeah, like, that's. I, I understand they want, like, they don't have, you know, now if we... If someone went missing, they found a body or a head or something, I know they would do something... To show the public, be like, who who can identify this person? Yeah. And I guess that's their way of doing it back then because they didn't have, like, you know, social media and, like, they couldn't just put it on the TV and stuff. But it is interesting that, like, I don't know. Yeah. Seeing, like, a di- even, like, a display of a decapitated yeah. head that you guys found. And even, like, it's I think it's still at the Cleveland Police Museum because it says the original death mask and three others are displayed there. Hmm. So- yeah, that's interesting. Is that one of our field trips we'll add to our list? Yeah, for real. The Cleveland Police Museum? Yeah, that's... I didn't even know that was a thing. So, interesting. have to go. But, yeah. So, yeah, he was never identified. Which I think is interesting. I mean, I believe that it's probably someone that was transient, most likely. Mm-hmm. If, you know, so many people saw the tattoos and the face, 
that and no one's able to identify him. Yeah. It's probably someone that was just in and out of town. Yeah, I think so, too. So, like, you think family would know if, like, you know, someone was missing and then they had tattoos, yeah. especially back then. Or, like, so. even in just, like, on Roaring, the Roaring Third. Yeah. I don't know how big it is. Yeah. But I feel like if he's hanging around there a lot, it'd be like, oh, there's, oh, there's Bill. Yeah. He's got all those tattoos. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It would be, like, he'd, someone he'd be would no. know him. Someone. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. So then in July of 1936, a teenage girl came across the decapitated remains of a 40-year-old white male while she was walking through the woods. The victim had been dead for at least two months and his head and a pile of bloody clothing were found nearby. Because of the amount of blood that was found to have seeped into the ground, it was determined that he was killed at this site, Mm -hmm. which I think is different from the rest of the victims. Yeah. And, like... He was there for two months. Like, that's a long time to be there. I mean, it's in the woods, which is different than other ones that were more, like, Mm -hmm. out in the open or people would pass them more. But it's also, like, you know, we're going in chronological order of when they were found. But, like, obviously this person was dead for two months, whereas the person that was found in June, the tattooed man, you know, probably was killed after the person that was found in July. That's a good point. So it's just very like we have no no idea like where the you know where these people fall if it's like this person's abducting people every month or every like there doesn't we can't have a good timeline for I wonder if like that also means these might not be all the victims maybe they just oh yeah yeah especially if or connected them yeah especially if they're just finding certain body parts of people like I could see people like finding a random like finger let's say like a smaller thing yeah. and not even think like not even doing anything like yeah they're just like not bringing it up to anyone i don't know like it's definitely yeah i feel like there could be way more victims that we don't know about yeah interesting i also don't know how like reading this and actually researching it i don't know how they even connect all these victims to the same person mm-hmm. which i'm surprised they did their mo's are all so different mm-hmm. i think probably the biggest thing is that there's just been dead bodies popping up in the Cleveland area, and that's probably not super common for them to see, like, without Especially just... if they're all death by decapitation. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, too, is, like, you know, they either find a body without a head or a head without a body, yeah. and they're just like, this must be the same person because it's all happening, like, within this year or so whenever they're finding them. That's true. So, that's I get weird. it, but it's also, yeah, it's, it's a bit different... The only thing that's the same is basically the method of them. So, yeah, very interesting. September 1936. So, a lot's been happening in 1936. Um, A transient person trips over the upper half of a man's torso while trying to hop a train on East 37th Street in Kingsbury Run. The police searched a nearby pool, which wasn't really a pool. It was just, like, a sewer opening and they ended up finding the lower half of the torso and parts of both legs. Um, police sent a diver in to make the recovery. I couldn't imagine having that job. No. And, like, especially, to, you know, to retrieve bodies and then also, like, Not in this, bodies, like... bodies, body parts. Yeah, body parts in this, like, sewer or whatever. Who knows what they're in. I hope that guy got a raise. Yeah. That's, that's a true hero, the person diving in. Um, there were over 600 onlookers when this body was... Um, pulled from this pool and they they believe that the killer could have been among them 
Um, victim number six was in his late 20s. This is the person they pulled the um, body parts from the pool. And they found the cause of deca- cause of death was decapitation. And I don't know if I said that. He was in his late 20s, they believe. Um, Coroner Pierce noted that the lack of hesitation marks in the disarticulation of the body indicated a strong and confident killer that was familiar with the human anatomy. And they believed, at least for this victim, that the cut had been in one bold, like, quick movement. Um, the victim died instantly. And um, so it did seem like that's why they were leading to believe it was a male that was strong enough to do that in one, like, swoop, basically. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't, weren't able to identify the victim that was found there. Yeah. So at this point, the police have no clues. They have no suspects. Um, the Cleveland Press, the Cleveland News, and the Cleveland Plain Dealer were all reporting daily on this case. Intentions were really high, mm-hmm. and the pressure was really high to solve this case. So because of the pressure to solve the case, Mayor Harold Burton appoints Safety Director Elliot Ness to get more involved. Um, and then the coroner also called for what the newspapers called the torso clinic, mm-hmm. which was a meeting of police, the coroner, and other experts to put together some sort of profile of the killer. Yeah, like get a task force yeah. on it. Yeah. So the police department put detectives Peter Marlowe and Martin Zaleski on the case, and they often dressed as, like, the part. So they often dressed as the people living in um, and hanging around the Roaring Third, and it was usually on their own time. Um, by the time the case was over, they had interviewed more than 1,500 people, and the department as a whole interviewed over 5,000, which yeah. that to me just shows how big this area is, mm-hmm. where it's like, if there's this many people, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. Yeah, but it is like, I think it's interesting, obviously, like, I didn't find anything on more about the interviews they did, but, like, no one knew anyone that, yeah. like, had went missing or... Like, just something. Like, it feels yeah. like they should have had some type of lead talking to that many people. Yeah. Or they didn't have, like, any suspicions of people. Yeah. Like, or, you know, if they're all living in that area, like, oh, yeah, my friend Rick, like, disappeared. off. Like, I don't know where he went. You know, I know also people are in and out. So, maybe they just think, oh, yeah, he probably just hopped on a train and left. I don't know. Yeah, I But don't it's know. just, seems to me like someone would be concerned about someone they knew. Yeah, it's weird. Um, during the November elections, the mayor was reelected, but Coroner Pierce was replaced by Sam Gerber. And so Sam Gerber's dedication to medicine and his degree in law put him at the forefront of the investigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, so in back to victims that were found. February 1937, a man found the upper half of a woman's torso, torso washed up on the shore of Bratinahal. I don't know how to say it. Do you know how to say it? I have no idea. I have no idea where that is. Brought tunnel. Um, Unlike the previous victims, the cause of death was not decapitation, um, but she was decapitated after her death. So there was decapitation, but that wasn't um, found as the cause of death, which I don't know what was the cause of death. I didn't have that. I don't Um, have that either. So, but the lower, lower half of her torso was washed ashore three months later around East 30th Street, and the woman was never identified, but believed to be in her mid-20s. So, it's interesting, like, I don't know, I should have looked up, like, this lake or whatever it is, I'm assuming it's a lake, mm-hmm. um, because, 
And the upper half of the torso was found in February, but then three months later, the lower half was found, like, washed ashore. To me, for a lake, you would think that he didn't dump those at the same time because, I don't know, that's just weird to me, like, that it would be, like, three months later this comes yeah. ashore. Like, to me, it's, like, maybe he dumped it later on or something. I don't know. And it's also, I this is, like, messed up, but, like, the lower half of the torso was found three months later. It's, like, he could have kept that for weird things, whoever that's, this is. That's true. Like, I know that's messed up to think about. I didn't think about that. But I don't know. I'm just messed up, I guess, but. I don't know. Just weird to me. I don't think that me. makes you messed up. I think that just ma- I just think that makes you like thinking. Think, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. I I just and I would think I would assume that they would look in the lake. Like if they found a body, they're gonna look for or a part of a body. They're gonna look for more parts in that lake. So just weird to me. Yeah. The three months later. Yeah, I don't like that. Yep. So, in June of 1937, a teenage boy discovered a human skull under the Lorraine Carnegie Bridge. There was a burlap sack next to it that contained the skeletal remains of what turned out to be a petite African-American woman about 40 years old. So, this is where we're starting to cross some racial lines here. Mm -hmm. Well, also, but we also don't know if the killer is African-American or white. So, But, I mean, like, we're having different victims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we don't. But you're right. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dental work allowed for the unofficial identification of Rose Wallace, but again, the police have absolutely no leads on anything. Mm -hmm. And it says like unofficial identification, so I don't think they really she's considered one of the like identified ones too, which is sad that no one, no one knows who any of these people are. Yeah, and like I'm sure they have family somewhere, but who knows like. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. All right, so July 1937, so only a month later, a young guardsman saw the first piece of victim number nine in the wake of a passing tugboat on the Cuyahoga River. The next few days, the police found the entire body except for the head. Um, The abdomen had been gutted and the heart ripped out. And this is like a new level of viciousness in the killer's approach. Because assuming this is the same person, right. this had never been done before on any other victims. It seemed pretty clean in other victims. Um, and this victim appeared to be in his late 30s. So they believed him to be male and in his late 30s. See, this is where we found out we were on the same website. So yeah. I stopped. Oh, okay. Okay. So then I'll keep this, going. Yep. <laughs> okay. I was like, go, it's your turn. <laughs> it's not my turn anymore. <laughs> um, April 1938, a young laborer on his way to work in the flats saw that saw what he first thought was a dead fish um, floating in the Cuyahoga River. Uh, on closer inspection, it was the lower half of a woman's leg. And this was the first um, body part found of victim number 10. A month later, the police pulled two burlap bags out of the river containing both parts of the torso and most of the rest of the, of the legs. So, that just freaks me out. Like, he's not just doing, like, he's not just cutting at, like, articulation points. Like, he's, like, like dismantling these people. Yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy. It's not, it's not good. Yeah. Coroner Gerber detected drugs in the system of this victim. Although they're unsure if these were used to immobilize the victim or if this person just used drugs recreationally, we can't really know because the victim was never identified. 
And also, they never found the arms, which they were going to look at to see if there was, like, injection marks mm-hmm. or anything like that, which they weren't able, weren't able to find. Um, August 16th of 1938. So, now we're getting into more specific dates because of the... There's, like, some closeness in these two coming up. Um, three scrap collectors foraging in a dump site on East 9th Street and Lakeside found the torso of a woman wrapped in a man's double-breasted blue blazer. That's a... That's a tongue twister. And <laughs> and wrapped again in an old quilt. So, also, also, this is weird because some of the bodies are just out in the open, you know, in the woods or, like, next to a police station. And then some are in bags. Some are wrapped in things. So, it's just weird. I don't, like, it doesn't make sense in my brain for this person. What their plan was, like, going into right. all these. right. Um, Legs and arms were discovered in a recently constructed makeshift box wrapped in brown butcher paper and held together rubber bands. So, the butcher paper makes you think, like, they're a butcher or something, like, have access to that. Um, The head had been simply wrapped. Gerber noted that some body parts looked as if they had been refrigerated. While searching for more pieces, the the police found... The remains of a second body only yards away. These two bodies had been placed in a location that was in plain view from Elliot Ness's office window. So they believe this was a taunt for him. that They were putting him, like, where basically the whoever's investigating this can see. You know, not that he'd be able to see the bodies from his window. Right. But, like, if you look out his window, he they were within the view. That's crazy. Yeah. Both victims, 11 and 12 were never identified. And then August 18th, two days later, in 1938, at 12.40 a.m., Elliot Ness and a group of 35 police officers and detectives raid the hobo jungles of Kingsbury Run. Eleven squad cars, two police vans, and three fire trucks descended on the larger, largest cluster of makeshift sa- shacks where the Cuyahoga River twists um, behind a public square. So this is where, every, like, all the transient people lived mm-hmm. and... They just had these, like, makeshift little houses, and they raided it because they believed the killer to be a part of that community. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ness's raiders worked their way south through the run, eventually gathering up to th- 63 men. At dawn, the police and firemen searched the deserted shanties for clues and didn't really find anything. And on orders from the safety director, Ness, the shacks were set on fire and burned to the ground. So, they just destroyed these people's homes, you know, and all they had probably because if they're traveling around a bunch. Right, right. um, That's awful. Yeah. So, the press was really upset and criticized Ness for his actions and the public was afraid and frustrated. They thought that this would just make whoever was doing it angry and upset and like, Mm -hmm. if they lived there, then that was their home. Like, what else do they have? Um, And the critics said the raid would do nothing to help solve the murder. And they were right because nothing came from to solve them, but for whatever reason, the murder stopped after that. But see, I don't think a homeless person would be able to do this. Right, because yeah. if they're talking about decapitation being the cause of death, mm-hmm. they have to have a private place yeah. where they have time to do that, where they have time to drain the, the body mm-hmm. of blood to, and then to then be able to carry the body to the yeah. dump site. Yeah. So, it's like, if the person doesn't have a place to do that because they're homeless, mm-hmm. where are they doing it? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think, especially back then, even now, though, they don't want to think it's someone of an upper 
socioeconomic class like that would put a bad reputation on the city and all this stuff like they want to think it's someone that's you know lower than them and just like somebody that they quote unquote expect yeah to do it especially because it's people in that community that are the victims they just want to point fingers at those like that same level of people in that community i don't know it's just it is sad like i think it's i think you're right like it has to be someone that either has not necessarily like oh it's like someone rich and famous in the area but like they have to have access to like butcher paper and stuff to decapitate people yeah to drain them like and honestly the only people that know how to do that for me like to think about would be a doctor or a butcher because butchers have to do that to people and you know doctors don't necessarily have to do that to people but they would be they more aware know, of yeah. the anatomy and how body works i feel like as i was reading this i'm like what if it was coroner pierce yeah well i think i think that there's definitely i don't know it's hard to tell because there's not as much like information mm-hmm. but i feel like someone in like the police system or the coroners or something knew something because we can talk about later like how they're like pointing fingers at people that don't make as much sense i don't know yeah. they just like want to kind of pin it on someone so as i'm I, I don't know as i was reading this i'm like what if it's the coroner yeah yeah because he would know how to do all that stuff yeah that's true and he didn't get reelected, so maybe people didn't like him yeah just saying who knows i don't know um but this is on the same website so i'm assuming you you stopped after that but um county sheriff martin o'donnell arrested 52-year-old bohemian brick lawyer. I don't know what that is, a brick lawyer. (laughs) Maybe I wrote it wrong. (laughs) That's what I have. Oh, I don't even have lawyer. I have, this is what I have. 52-year-old bohemian brick layer. (laughs) Oh, he's a brick layer. Like he lays bricks? Yes. (laughs) Whoops. Worldwide web. Brick layer. Oh, he lays bricks. (laughs) Guys, I, I swear like, we're not stupid. <laughs> I thought it said lawyer at first. I swear we're not stupid. <laughs> I didn't know a brick He's lawyer. He's a brick lawyer? <laughs> I didn't know, a, like, a brick lawyer was a job. <laughs> like, obviously, someone has to lay the bricks. <laughs> but I didn't know it was, like... We're so stupid. <laughs> you know? Oh, what do you do? I'm a brick lawyer. No, you say you're, like, in construction or something. Like, No, I don't do anything. <laughs> I just lay the bricks. I lay the bricks. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so 52-year-old bohemian bricklayer, Frank, <laughs> Do- <laughs> Frank Dolzell. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, anyway, Sorry. so Frank D- Dolzell is, they arrested him for the murder of Flo, Flo Polillo, Florence Polillo, who was mentioned earlier as one of the victims. Um, Dolzal, I think, I don't know how to say his last name, Dolzal had lived with her for a while and subsequently, um, the investigation revealed that he had been acquainted with Edward Andrazi and Rose Wallace. I don't know the Rose Wallace. I guess that, oh, was that the one? Rose Wallace was the one that they weren't, like, it was Yeah, it not, was, it was the petite African-American yeah. victim. Yeah. So this person had some relationship of some sort with all the victims that had been identified. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just like wanted to pin it on him. And his confession, in air quotes, confession, turned out to be a bewildering, <laughs> can't speak, B 
bewildering blend of incoherent ramblings and a neat, precise details, almost as if he'd been coached. So people believe that, like, he's he's either being threatened to say mm-hmm. this stuff or he, you know, someone's making him do it for some reason. Yeah. Before he could go to trial, Dolezal was found dead in his cell. So this is super interesting. The five foot eight Dolzell, so he's five foot eight, had hanged himself from a hook only five feet seven inches off the floor. So he would technically be able to touch. Like I know if he wanted to kill himself, there you know, I guess you can lift your legs up and stuff. Like if you're trying to hang yourself in that area. Yeah. But they also revealed that he had several r- broken ribs, and that had been. All, all of which had been obtained while he was in the sheriff's custody. Yeah. So they say he died due to suspicious circumstances. So they're not super convinced that he did kill himself. Yeah. Which is interesting. I have that. I don't know if you said this, but he had originally admitted to killing the third victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you the Florence. Right? Well, no, I actually didn't say that, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, he admitted to killing, but then he recanted that claim because he said that he had been beaten into confessing. Yeah, which is which a happens thing. false yeah. confession. Which happens. Yeah, it's so it's interesting, but I think he probably like if he was killed by someone like the sheriff or whoever, then he, um, he may have been wanting to like speak out again, like say like, oh, I was yeah. being you know, threatened or beaten or whatever. Obviously, he's being beaten. He has six broken ribs. Something mm-hmm. happened. Something, yeah. Um. So, to this day, really, no one thinks Dolzell was the actual torso killer. Um, and many people question whether Sheriff O'Donnell, why Sheriff O'Donnell wanted to point it at him. So, they, like, him doing that and putting Dolzell on the mm-hmm. line, people question the sheriff and what he had to do with it. Well, I have um, this. So their original suspect was Dr. Francis E. Sweeney. Mm -hmm. Um, He was the alcoholic first cousin of Congressman Martin L. Sweeney. So even though he seemed like a pretty good suspect, it says doctor. So I'm going to assume doctor can mean anything. I'm going to assume as in medical doctor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was a medical doctor. Um, Even though he seemed like a good suspect. Oh, wait. Sorry. I can tell you what he did, which is interesting. What? He was a veteran of World War One who was a part of the medical unit that conducted amputations. So pretty good suspect. Yeah. <laughs> it's like very fitting for yeah. what was happening. So even though he was a good suspect, his first cousin congressman found out about it and made a deal with the investigating sheriff to find a better suspect, mm-hmm. which I think is what led to Dozell. Yes. And so what made Sweeney a good suspect was obviously his history of amputations being able to do amputations medically like yeah. clean amputations he also failed two early polygraph machine tests Ooh. both tests were administered by leonard keeler um and keeler said to ness yeah this is your guy like he failed those tests and ness then had this like deal that he found out um and said he wouldn't be able to make a success- successful prosecution. Um, Sweeney actually committed himself to, like, a psych hospital, I believe, mm-hmm. which I don't know all the details behind that. Um, but there were no more, no more leads or connections that the police could assign to him besides the polygraph test and, like, his background. Didn't have any other, really, evidence towards him. Um, but Sweeney sent 
threatening postcards and harassed Ness and his family through the 1950s while he was, you know, in this wherever he was. Um, But Sweeney actually died in Dayton, Ohio at a veterans hospital. So, yeah, nothing more can come. Obviously, he'd most likely be passed away by now (laughs) when we're doing all this research. But, yeah, he died not too long after. I'm wondering, because you said he was a World War One vet, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if, and he was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if that was a direct result from being in World War One. Yeah. Um, because... It's a you, crazy war. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, we read about this in all of our psychology history mm-hmm. books, of people who came back from World War One at the time it was called shell shock, but mm-hmm. it's PTSD. Yeah. So I'm wondering if... One, that's what turned him into an alcoholic. I'm mm-hmm. just speculating here. Yeah. And two, if he is the Cleveland Torso Killer, if that is part of his PTSD. Mm-hmm. Like, it turned yeah. him, like, the war turned him into this killer. Yeah, like, messed with his mind. Yeah. And, yeah, and who knows? Like, PTSD does crazy things to people's minds. 100%. And that could, he could make, he could think those people that he, if he was the Torso Killer, were trying to hurt him or right. something. Like, right, like, he's back in the war all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. Hundred percent, or thinking that he's helping them maybe like by doing by amputations, yeah. which he did in the war. Yeah, it's very interesting. I think that he's a good suspect. He's the only person I could say like, if I had to pick one person that did it, I'd pick him. Yeah, because he's just the the one we know about. Which those are the only the two good suspects that we just talked about, Dolezal and Sweeney. But it could be neither of them. So. Who knows? I don't know. Um, in 1997, there was a new theory postulated, which didn't, I don't know, it didn't seem that new. Like, I could, if I lived back in the 30s, I would have thought the same thing. <laughs> Just like as, you know, in your head, you think of like all the possibilities. Yeah. But apparently, 1997's credited. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there was postula- postulation, is that a word? There was theories. <laughs> That there may have been no single butcher of Kingsbury Run, instead committed by multiple different people. Yeah, because the MOs don't fit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, obviously, that could have been an option, like, early on. So yeah. that's why I don't know why it's just coming up in 1997. Um, but they believe that, th- they believe this because apparently the autopsies were inconclusive, which, how you're saying, like, the coroner was like, if he, like... You know, who knows what... He's like, decapitation, 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 decapitation. (laughs) And who knows what kind of person they both were. There's two coroners during the time. But um, the Cuyahoga County coroner author, Jay Pierce, which was the first one, Mm -hmm. may have been inconsistent in his analysis as to whether the cuts on the body were expert or slapdash was the word. So, like, you know... my new favorite word. (laughs) Slapdash. That's our title. Slapdash. Was it expert or slapdash? Um, but, like, he didn't really specify the precision of these cuts that were made. You know, was it done by someone that is an expert at doing this or if it was someone Telling that you, just... he's suspicious. Yeah, exactly. Not just the coroner. And then second, his successor, Samuel Gerber, um, did I say his successor, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Second, his successor, mm-hmm. Samuel Gerber, who began to, en- began to enjoy press attention after the involvement of his case. So, they believe that he could have just kind of told the public what they wanted to hear about things because he liked, you know, being in the spotlight. Like, yeah, I know how this person died. Um, So people just questioned whether all the, like, 
why and how all the victims were dismembered and who really knew knew about it. I'm telling you that coroner is uh suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's weird. Between him and Sweeney. Yeah, and like I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're always like the cops had something to do I with know. it. But like you never know with big things and big cases, you don't know who's involved and who's on the inside and able to sway people whether threatening or money or whatever right power so you don't know you don't know lots of lots of uh what's the word i was gonna say conspiracy but that's not what i was looking for theories theories no but like when someone like someone's in there like infiltrate basically a spy (laughs) a double agent no just like a double double agent <laughs> like you don't know who's in the inside like calling the shots basically yeah. i don't know what word i Corruption? was looking for yeah maybe <laughs> that sounds good i don't yeah. know that's so all it's, i had it's never solved never solved but you can make your own theories and the corner i think it's sweeney <laughs> corner sweeney all of them working together oh We'll never know, really, because there's not much more for the, for the investigation on what yeah. to do today. No. So, sadly, we'll never know. No. But it is an interesting case. Pulls in, like, a lot of unknowns, so yeah. you have to speculate on a lot of things. I just don't know, like, because the MOs are so different. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more realistic to think it's multiple people, yeah. like copycats, because yeah, I mean, okay. it was it was publicized in the newspapers. Mm-hmm. So people knew, like the yeah. public knew what was happening. And you never know if you're, if people are hopping trains and just coming in and out of mm-hmm. the city. You don't know who's coming in and out of the city. I know, but for me, I I don't think it's multiple people, just because it's like, how likely is that that thirteen people are being decapitated? Like I know copycat type things, but that's like if let's say thirteen different people committed thirteen those thirteen murders. That's like a lot of people to want to copycat. Uh, I would say it was 13 people. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, I think it's one Put person. Words in my mouth? Yeah. You wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've I solved it. Oh, there you go. Go to the police museum and tell them. <laughs> Be like, I solved this case. I solved it. You don't, no need to worry. It's, it's Sweeney. Sweeney Todd. Pierce. <laughs> that's all i kept thinking i know of. i did <laughs> the tails of sweeney todd i know i'm like maybe it was sweeney todd didn't he cut people's throats yeah he was a yeah he see? was a barber see it's a barber all those people probably went and got their hair cut or something it's sweeney todd we solved it <laughs> we solved it sweeney todd i just think of the office which one? which episode <laughs> when andy's in the play sweeney todd. oh yeah i do know that one <laughs> Kara always says office things, and I don't know, and I've watched office toys. I have the complete series on DVD on my TV stand. Oh, yes. Very nice. Thank you. I don't. I've watched it twice, but I still cannot, like, pick out things that you say. Oh, I've watched it so many times. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. Oh, it's so good. It is good. I should start watching it. I think I'm going to start watching American Horror, though, like, re-watching it. Mm -hmm. Probably not this weekend, because I'll be alone (laughs) and scared. (laughs) But... You could stay here, sleep on my <laughs> uncomfortable right, futon. I'll bring my two dogs. <laughs> until my couch comes. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I should start watching it. Well, I can't watch The Office now or anything anymore. No, it's not. So I'll come here and watch it. Okay. <laughs> Bring your dogs. Yeah, my dogs. Just my cats. <laughs> we just won't tell my, my landlord. My hedgehog. I'm only allowed to have one animal. I'll bring my five pets. <laughs> She'll never know. Or he. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Someone. Someone. The leasing office. <laughs> All right. Well. Do you know what we're doing next week? Oh. We're going to try to get back on our weekly yeah. schedule. No. I think now we can. Thanks for yawning into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the coffee didn't hit me hard. All right. Sign us off, Kara. Follow us on... <laughs> it's been so long. Follow us on Instagram at a latte murder, Or you can email us anything you want, basically. Any cases. What, who do you think the Cleveland Torso Killer yeah. is? How do you think the Titanic sank? <laughs> Things like that. Conspiracies. Anything. anything. At, uh, at, our, at our email at alatemurder at gmail.com. And <laughs> get you next next week <laughs> for a latte fun. <laughs> All right, bye bye.